Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Over the Christmas break, I uh, spent a lot of time reading. One of the uh, things I consumed was Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Guitar Players of All Time. Billy Squire. Do you have an opinion? I love Billy Squire. I, I do too, but do you have an opinion on who the greatest guitar player ever is? Oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, <laughs> that's a wide-ranging question. It is, right? If you have a chance, go wow. pick up that Rolling Stone because it's not only just Rolling Stone's evaluation, but they had... A bunch of prestigious guitar players write essays about the other ones. Like, there was five essays just about Eddie Van Halen because it was the Eddie Van Halen commemorative issue. Eddie Van Halen, by the way, spoiler alert, was number eight on the list. Where's Jimi uh, Hendrix at? Jimi Hendrix was one. Okay. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix was one. Um, other guys in the in the top ten, um, Jimmy Page, um, Jeff Beck, Keith Richards, Eddie Van Halen, obviously. But some other guys, you know, Carl Santana, Mark Knopfler, not in the top 10. They were in the top 100, but not in the top 10. Richie Sambora. 
No Richie Sambora. <laughs> no no Bon Jovi okay, for you. Nuana's now with Riley Corcoran. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you live from the ESPN studios here in Missoula, Montana, as well as statewide. SWX Montana Television and around the planet Earth, either on YouTube or on the Listen Live tab. You can go to 1029ESPN.com, click on Listen Live. There you'll find the live stream. You can listen to this show or any other show on ESPN. A bunch of new national programming on ESPN, so go check it out. I know a lot of people sad to see the Dan Levitard show go, us included, but we'll have other great national programming for you. Uh, Shanae and Golick Jr. is a really good show now in the afternoons here on ESPN Radio. And my main man, Freddie Coleman, still holding it down in the evenings as well. i got to love Freddie. He's my idol. He's the guy that I think is the best in the biz. So you can listen to ESPN Radio, whether it's Nuanas Now or any other ESPN show, by going to that live stream, the stream presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to get a hold of us, give us a call or a text, 361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. And if you missed anything from the first hour of the show, you can also go to 1029ESPN.com or on any of your podcasting apps. I'm, I think that everybody's kind of coming around on the podcasting, right? Yes. People kind of know how to do it now. You have a podcast app on your smartphone. You can use Spotify if you're really sophisticated. What do you What do you use? Apple iTunes. All yeah, Apple iTunes, iTunes is good. Apple be, Music's good. I like doing it because it's very easy. Once you get there, I know people sometimes are afraid to take that leap. When you get there, all you got to do is hit subscribe. And guess what? It pops automatically right. in there every time there's an episode. So right. it's great. Far and wide. Just go to Apple iTunes. Boom. Rate, review, subscribe, please. The uh, two, formerly Two Tell Nuanas and now Nuanas Now podcast presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Wingate by Wyndham's got a new January promo go on, going on. If you stay two nights in January 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card from Big Sky Brewing. Whoa. Wingate's right there off the freeway, right next to Big Sky Brewing. So you're going to get free beer and the free cool growler to put it in as well. Limit to one freebie per customer, and they must book through the hotel directly. But tell them Nuanas and Riley sent you. Get yourself some free beer if you're staying at the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. I know that's great for a lot of our out of market in terms of radio listeners. If you're on SWX Montana Television checking us out, check out the Wingate by Wyndham. They'll make you feel at home even when you're not. What we love to do, too, is be able to buy beer for people. I mean, come that's on. Right. That's the best way that we can do it. Hey, tell me this. This is the first official day, man, of Nuanez Now. I mean, this, Here we are. Yeah. What do you, I mean, give us the... the Background of how it became the one is now. I like it because it's yeah. short, it's yeah. to the point, and yeah. you know what? You have your finger dialed in on the pulse of sports in this state better than anybody. So I do think that hey, whatever is going on now, Colter Nuanas will have a take on it. So I like it, but tell us kind of the backstory on it. I'm well, kidding. you know, honestly, it was one of the options, and then I took two weeks of vacation, and my main man Tommy, who's the uh, engineer at this station and the lead producer of this show. Shout out to Reese also in the yes. back. He's pressing all the good buttons for us today. But uh, Tommy basically texted me a couple days after Christmas and said, I got the whole show rebranded. We got all the rejoins in Nuanas now it is. So I said, okay, well, that's what it is. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> it was one of the options when it became the option, but I think it's quick. I think it's punchy. I think it's all good. So for those wondering where the hell Ryan Tutel is, he's gone. Great question. But, uh, not to be forgotten, but we're going to forget about him for right now because uh, we got all sorts of stuff planned for you. Sean Rain is going to join me. Riley will be back tomorrow. Sean Rain is going to be joining me on Wednesday. Kyle Sample going to be sitting in the chair on Friday. Thinking former University of Montana athletic director Jim O'Day might stop by a little later on this week, too. Got some rumblings going on with the Mountain West and Boise State. 
And Jim has spent a lot of time thinking about this, potential realignments and potential uh, futures for both the Montana schools and their athletic department. And we got a whole bunch of other cool stuff as well. We'd be joined always by coaches, players, and other sports dignitaries from around the state of Montana. So Nuana is now 4-6 to six every single day covering statewide sports in the great treasure state. Hopefully better than anybody. I can promise you it'll be more prevalent. I can't promise you it'll be better. But I'll do my best ever to make sure it's dang good. Let's talk NFL. Let's do it. Basically, it's, our January now is set. Now the schedule right. came out. Everybody was, I was like, I, I can't plan my January until I know the playoff schedule. So I, I'm glad first off that that <laughs> has, has come to come to life here. Now I can plan out my week. So the Donkeys, your Denver Broncos, uh, not in the playoff picture. What did they end up finishing? Six and ten? Uh, five and eleven, five thankfully, and 11. because they, they, they almost tried to screw up a draft pick by winning yesterday. For sure. And then the Raiders get a two-point with like under a minute left to win. So Denver does finish five and eleven. They get the ninth overall pick. Give me a quarterback. I mean, the, Vi- me the Vikings go ahead and go one and five. <laughs> then they scramble themselves into the playoff race and look like a team that if they sneak in the back door of the playoffs, might actually even be able to contend in the playoffs because they can run the ball and they're great on offense. And then they go ahead and just lose a deplorable game to the Bears. And so then I'm thinking, okay, let's just go. Let's tank. Let's get to five and 11. And instead they go ahead and win a couple down the stretch, including – Beating the Lions by two, and of course they covered the over, but of course they didn't cover the four-and-a-half-point spread. So it's just, it's all bad. Hashtag don't gamble. Hashtag do listen to the Make It Rainy podcast, though, because that's good gambling information. But don't listen to me, especially when it comes to the Vikings. Did you finish third out of three? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how I did this weekend, actually. Uh, I might have had a little bit of a push. But, no, it was actually, I mean, I was right around 500, and those guys were red hot. I mean, Tutel was like, 70% 70% on his picks early. So when we say we don't know where Tutel's going, are we sure he's not going to Vegas? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is he going I think like that, that that's how you know karma's a real thing because, <laughs> like Ryan always says, I'm in first place because I would never in my life gamble real money while here Rainey and I are both actually throwing real American dollars at these games <laughs> futilely. I actually did win a couple good bets yesterday, though. I had the a nice little three-part parlay, Bills, Vikings, and uh, Packers to win straight up. But here's where we're at with the NFL playoff picture. We're going to start with the AFC because, oh, would you agree, the AFC is a stronger conference than the Without NFC this question. year? question, yeah. NFC's top-heavy, but I think collectively, the AFC, I mean, you say eight, eight teams, I would say, mm-hmm. are pretty legit. NFC, two, three, maybe four? Yeah. And that, I mean, we're going to get into the Seahawks because we are the official affiliates and of the Seattle Seahawks. They're one of those if teams. And, 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 and they're fascinating because it's so funny to say that you are an if team, an iffy team with a 12-4 and record and one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but I totally agree with you. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But here's what the AFC looks like in terms of seeding. Kansas City Chiefs, they are the number one seed. They get the bye. The Buffalo Bills surge all the way into the playoffs. Straight up 50-burger on the Dolphins to win 56-26. That then in turn eliminates the Dolphins. So a great year by the Dolphins to get to 10-6. and six. A strange year as well. I'm gonna get, we're going to get into that quarterback carousel here in a second as well. But the Bills, probably the hottest team in the league coming into the playoffs. Pittsburgh Steelers, 11-0 start. They finish 12-4. They get the three seed as the champions of the AFC North. The Tennessee Titans, they've been all over the place in certain ways because their defense just leaves so much to be desired. But when you got the Yeti, (laughs) you got it all. I mean, Derrick Henry with a ridiculous 34-carry, 250-yard day to go over 2,000 yards. One of only eight running backs in the history of the league to go over 2,000 yards. And here's a stat for you. There has not been a guy in the NFL – since Jim Brown 
that led the league in carries, yards, and touchdowns two years in a row, and Derrick Henry just did it. It's been since 1967. There's your stat of the day. How about that? That's incredible. How about that? He's in a different league. I mean, it just looks like, to me, how do you bring that guy down? I mean, would you want to face him running downhill? And and here's the craziest part. My brother, Brooks Nuanas, and I always talk about this. When Derrick Henry first got in the league, there was a lot of rapping about, oh, he's not going to be as good. He doesn't run that hard. He runs high. Now that we have this sample size, he has this strategic running style where he sees it so well that when he knows that he doesn't have a lane or he doesn't have a, a chance to truck somebody, he really does just take his couple yards and goes down pretty easy. He doesn't fall hard. But then when he gets to have a full head of steam, good night. It's over. His breakaway speed for his That's size the craziest part. Is, is nuts to watch. It, it's fascinating. I do think vision was the one word I had down in my notes when it comes to Derrick Henry. It's vision, his field vision to be able to sense the situation, sense the play. And even yesterday, I watched that game a lot, the Titans-Texans game. That was a fascinating game, by the mm-hmm. way. They win by a doink to win the division mm-hmm. off the upright and in. But I, just with what the Titans are, are able to do with him, um, I, he's able to – it seems like he's just always in control of the game. He is. Final stat line for the regular season for Derrick Henry: three hundred seventy-eight yards, two thousand or three hundred seventy-eight carries. Excuse me, two thousand two hundred twenty-seven yards, five point four a pop, and seventeen touchdowns. We're going to get into MVP candidates, but he's actually definitely one of them. He's not getting talked about enough. The Baltimore Ravens, the only other team that runs the ball as well as the Titans, they're the five seed, so that'll be a slugfest in the first round, four versus five Best in game Tennessee. By far, right? Definitely, I mean, yeah. the Ravens are back to being healthy a little bit. The Cleveland Browns, somehow, someway, I was thinking, man, if there's any COVID or uh, uh, 2020 scenario that would be so fitting, it would be the Browns stumble being in position to make the playoffs and then losing two in a row to not make the playoffs. But instead, the Browns do rally against the Steelers post a win. So the Browns are the sixth seed. They'll have the exact same opponent next week as they head to Pittsburgh. And then the Indianapolis Colts get in at number seven. Uh, Riley, to me, this last weekend was was pretty fun because we had this we had these five teams fighting for these four spots. And now that the dust is all settled, I, I thought it was going to be crazy if we had any scenario where the Titans, Ravens, or Colts didn't make the playoffs. All three get in, the Browns sneak in, and Miami's the one on, on the outside looking in. Where are you at just with the AFC playoff picture? It seems like the teams that are actually the best, you know, on paper and had the best resumes actually did make the playoffs. They did, and it's loaded. I think the AFC really, and I followed obviously with with Denver being in the mix. It seems like either a really good team or a team that's playing for the draft pick. There was really no middle ground this year. I think with the AFC and those eight teams, kind of rose to the top pretty easily. Um, Kansas City, it's so funny because we're going into the playoffs here, and I, I don't think people are talking about Kansas City that much, or maybe they're just not as confident. And I think it's good reason because Buffalo, to me, and I know we are on the same page, this is probably better content if we disagreed big time, but nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I'm (laughs) telling you, in their last 10 games, they're a Hail Mary away. From being 10 and 0. And I want to even... Are they were beating people down. Bad. I mean, really bad. And you want to go to their three losses? They played the Titans on the road on a Tuesday game that was 
COVID altered all year. They played in a ridiculous rainstorm and kept it within 10 to Kansas City, and they lose on a Hail Mary. That's it. Those are their only three losses. So the Bills are emerging now, but I, I would make the argument they've been consistent year in and year out. The team, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, four weeks ago I came out here on a Monday show, and it was the Browns and the Ravens on yep. Monday Night Football, yep. maybe the, the game of the year in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I said, watch out for the Ravens. I think they're going to win out and watch out in the playoffs. I'm still on that camp. I think that the scariest team when you go one through seven is the Baltimore Ravens. More the Titans. I do. I, I think that the Ravens. Because they're better on defense. Correct. I, the tight, you can't. Hey, if you're giving up 38 points in, in a win or go home game against Houston, I understand that you got Deshaun Watson on the other side, but sure. come on. You, you got to have a little bit more than that. I think Baltimore will beat Tennessee this week. So I, I would say, if you can imagine Baltimore, Kansas City. I'm already looking ahead. I know that's probably the, the Cardinal sin. You shouldn't be doing that. But for me, great seasons for the Colts and the Browns. I kind of think they're meat for the Tiger, so to speak. But Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore. Those would be probably my power power rankings in the AFC. Two two factors go into why I think that that uh, the Chiefs have not dominated the narrative the last couple weeks. I think it's one because they did dominate the narrative for the first twelve weeks of the season, and it's a what have you done for me? What have you done for me lately? League and a what have you done for me lately? Life that we live in, and so I think that. Uh, it's easier to see how hot the Bills are where it's just kind of been status quo. I mean, when you win 14 games in a row or whatever, it's like, well, that's just what the standard is. So I think that we're kind of going off of the Chiefs. But I think the other thing is that even if people don't have the statistics or the accomplishments memorized, everybody that follows the NFL knows just how hard it is to repeat. There's only been seven repeat Super Bowl winners in the history of the NFL. I think that would surprise a lot of people, too, that that number's not more. Well, because people would say the Patriots have won six in the last 20 years. Well, the Patriots only went back-to-back once. The Patriots failed to win their second straight and or lost the first of two straight appearances multiple times. They went multiple times. They've lost how many times have they lost? Four? four. So they've been to 10 and lost four. So they, they only have the back-to-back there early during the run. And it just shows you how hard it is to go back-to-back. Before that, it was the Dallas Cowboys. And before that, the Niners, the Steelers in the 70s. The, the Steelers did it twice in the 70s. Niners did it once in the 80s. But it's really hard to go back-to-back. So you wonder if people are maybe sleeping on the Chiefs a little bit. I love the Bills. I love everything Josh Allen brings to the table. I love the way that they've surged down the stretch. I feel so vindicated for Stephon Diggs. He was one of my favorite players when he played for the Vikings. It's crazy to say because he led the league in catches and yards, and I still don't think the Vikings lost that trade. Justin Jefferson broke Randy Moss's rookie record for yards in a season. Justin Jefferson's going to be a special player. That said, though, I love Stephon Diggs. I love watching him compete. And I think that the Bills, the second half of the season, their defense, which personnel-wise should have been all along one of the most talented in the league, proved that from a production standpoint, too. So I do think that the Bills are right there. And I agree with you on the Ravens, man. But So tell me this. What's your take on Lamar Jackson, though? Because that seems to be what the national media wants you to believe is the thing that's going to hold the Ravens back. I don't think that that's a narrative I'm a, along with at all. I think that he's... Every quarterback, right? You go through all the quarterbacks that have led their team to the playoffs. They all have a different style. Yeah. yeah. Is Lamar Jackson an elite passer? No. Is John Harbaugh an elite coach? Yes. Are the mm-hmm. Ravens elite competitors? Yes. I'm trusting the Ravens more often than not there. I, I'm not on board. I think that was an easy narrative to take and, and just, I don't know if I want to say lazy and go that far, but sure. it's just easy to say, oh yeah, Lamar Jackson can't throw it that great. They've lost three in a row, sell stock on the Ravens. I've never really been in that camp. So much of the Ravens dip in the middle of the year, Everybody wanted it, you to believe it was Lamar Jackson's fault. It was because everybody was hurt. Right. They lose their left tackle. Ronnie Stanley goes out with a bad ankle injury. On defense, 
everybody from their nose tackle and Brandon Williams to their middle linebacker and Patrick Queen to their best corner and Marlon Humphrey and everybody in between either had coronavirus or was hurt or both. So now they're back healthy. They have a tried and true system. The, the Ravens are going to be right there. I was going to say, I, I want to I want to ask you about another team. When you sure. The thought. Pittsburgh Steelers. Where are you at on this? Because well, I... I there's one way to go, I think. With it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of ways. Here's an analogy for okay. you, and this is this is you're somebody that has invested much of your time and your life in F, in the FCS as well. The FBS to me, especially the Power Five, like I, I I'm not going to say I don't like watching the FBS. I have given my penance on what's broken about the FBS right now. But I was watching the playoff games from over the weekend. I, I thought sat there. First of all, I enjoyed myself immensely. Because that's what I want to see. I don't care about Ohio State barely pulling out a, a game against Indiana, an Indiana team that Ohio State spends literally 10 times as much money as, and they still only beat them by seven points because they just don't care. But then when they turn it on, you see the talent. But my whole thing is that like those teams across the board, the top three teams are so far superior to everybody else. And then the next 20 teams are so far superior to everyone else after that. We just need a new tier of FBS football. But when you lose a guy in the FBS, especially at Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson, the next dude, ready to roll. The only thing that maybe is quote-unquote wrong with him is that he's young. He's not. There is no talent deficit. And a lot of times, you might be inserting the more talented guy, especially at the skill positions. You might you have guys that are maybe waiting their turn behind seniors at like wide receiver, and then they get in the game, you're like, well, that guy's actually even better than the guy he was backing up. So injuries and, and roster construction – they're, they're a completely different element. Obviously, if you're losing a premier player, especially like a quarterback or something like that, it's going to hurt you. But in the FCS, what we see is when you have a guy that's an All-American or All-Conference type player and he gets hurt, if we're talking like Madden ratings, you have a guy that's like a 94 as an outside linebacker, the next dude up, even if you're an elite FCS program, he's going to be young and probably be like a 72. He might be able to be a 94 someday, but he's not right now. So the drop-off is just enormous. And that's why you see when key players are hurt, you have this giant drop-off. Well, I always say that the FCS is a salary cap league. It's the same thing as the NFL. If you invest in these guys, if you invest in Aaron Donald and you're paying him $125 million a year, and Aaron Donald's a 99 in rating, his backup has to be a 72 because you can't afford anything better than that. And so then when you see guys, when you see people get hurt, the drop-off is just absolutely, it's it's so profound. And so that's why I think that depth, it's such a moving target at the NFL level. That's a great analogy with the Madden ratings. I didn't really right? think of it that way too, but it's it's right with the FCS. You get a quarterback go down, a little bit different. Look at Clemson, and then look at Clemson. Right, Lawrence goes down. Right. Oh, let's put a five star guy sure. in here that can put up forty right. on Notre Dame's defense and win against. Boston. So to answer your question, though, what makes the Steelers special? Well, when the Steelers are at full strength defensively, they have. So and this is this is getting into to the the real nuances of football, but T.J. Watt led the league in sacks this year. But what TJ Watt, there's a huge difference, particularly in NFL schemes, between guys that play defensive end and guys that play edge. TJ Watt's a true defensive end. He can play on the inside of the tackle. He can play that five eye position that his brother, JJ Watt, made. I mean, JJ Watt to me is the best quote unquote five eye position five eye in the history of football. A guy that can play hand in the dirt, three, four strong side defensive end. He never gets to go wide nine. He never gets to play outside and get that one-on-one matchup. He has to go against a double team all the time. Watt is a more traditional DN, but he's still playing in a three, four scheme. So 
you look at the Steelers front with Cameron Hayward, who's another one of the best inside guys in the league, and Stephon Pruitt. Okay, that's that's the best 3-4 unit in the league probably, right? But then you have to have the edge guys. And when Bud Dupree and Devin Bush go out, now you don't have those edge guys. And so even though your defense is insanely talented, the backups are 70s. And so you can't rush the passer at nearly a high of a rate. Now you now opponents can't afford to double-team T.J. Watt because they don't have Bud Dupree playing on the outside shade. And so I thought that the Steelers were getting by because they had, in my opinion, the best defense in the league. But then when those two guys got hurt, they still have a great defense. But it, it took a notch down, and then that in turn exploited everything that's wrong with their offense. They can't run the ball whatsoever. I have no idea what the hell happened to them. Have you ever seen a 12-win team? Not be able to run the Dude, ball. Dude, they're last in the league in rushing. They're, they rush for like 75 yards a game. It's not even possible. They like barely try to run the football. And, and so then their their offense has completely uh, degenerated to the point now where it's just snap the ball to Ben Roethlisberger and have him get rid of the football as fast as he possibly can. And it worked early, but then everybody figured out, hey, Claypool's a freak athlete, but he's a, he's a very limited player in terms of his route trees. Deontay Johnson's been in and out of the lineup. Juju Smith-Schuster took a huge step down with Antonio Brown gone. And I think that their offense is just so mediocre. That's why you've seen them completely and utterly fall back to earth. And do you trust him in the playoffs? Well, I trust him against the Browns because (laughs) until further notice, I cannot trust the Cleveland Browns to do anything. Hey, we're up against it, so we're going to do NFC after this. Actually, let's give you the NFC rundown and then... Then we'll, do, then we'll do then we'll do some some analysis. We got some Seahawks stuff for you, and we'll also break down the matchup. So in the NFC, quickly, Green Bay Packers number one seed, thirteen and three for a second year in a row. Amazing what this thirteen and three year feels like compared to last year's. Last year was kind of like pulling teeth. This year, Packers are just lighting people up. They're going to be ferocious at Lambeau. I thought their their uh, primetime game last week showed just how intimidating they can be at home in the snow. They went from fool's gold to being completely dangerous from one year to the next despite being pretty much the same record. It's because they pissed off their Golden Boy quarterback, and I love every second of it. Number two, the New Orleans Saints. Despite the Drew Brees injury, despite all the things that have gone on in New Orleans this year, the Michael Thomas drama and injury, New Orleans number two, the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to eat crow when we come back from this. The Seattle Seahawks are number three. I didn't think they'd be there, but they are. The Washington football team, one of the best stories in the NFL, they are number four as the NFC East champions, and uh, I can't believe they got to seven and nine. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number five. The Los Angeles Rams, number six. And the one that makes me just sick to my stomach, the Chicago Bears at number seven. Cannot believe that the Bears Should got be in. Vikings. Or the Cardinals or anybody else. I don't know how you could possibly screw that thing up so bad. Riley Corcoran in studio with me. Coulter Nuanas. It is Nuanas now. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. Seattle Seahawks, NFC playoff picture, NFL playoff matchups right after this. Connections are what bring us together, whether halfway around the world or in the office next door. Blackfoot Communications is proud to provide next-generation network infrastructure that enables reliable, secure, and always-on connections. From SD-WAN and firewalls to business voice and fiber, our solutions connect you to your community. Visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 406-541-5000 to learn more. Blackfoot. Connect to more. Where you at with the chili peppers? I like it. I dig it. I'm not a big, like, 
See, these young bucks around here, they do a lot of crossover with the trail and their money with their music taste, except for their haters on a few, including the Chili Peppers. Really? We need to school these guys whoa, on whoa, whoa. Anthony Kiedis. You can't be hating on the Chili Peppers. Dude, what? Chili Peppers are money, man. Yes. They're vibes all summer. I think of summer vibes every time that, that I listen to these guys. Gotta love the Chili Peppers. Hey, Duana's now is going to be a ver- wide variety of musical samplings for the next... Oh, you know, forever, because I can do whatever the hell I want now that Ryan Tutel is yeah. gone. I mean, it, like a monkey off your back? I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> but is it kind of like no, a monkey off your back? No, here's the a thing, Sasquatch man. off Tutel, your back? Hold I mean, Tutel's uh, EB Crady Award winner is the Montana Broadcaster of the Year a couple times right. over the last couple years, and uh, well-deserved because he's money in the bank. He's about as good as anybody in the business, especially in uh, sweet old Missoula, Montana, so we will miss him. But Coulter Nuwana's... Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me in studio, 102.9 ESPN, Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. We're breaking down the NFL, and we kind of buried the lead here. We went with the AFC first because that's the stronger conference, but now we're going to get in the NFC. I know some uh, important listeners out there really want some Green Bay Packers takes, but first and foremost, we got to start with the Seattle Seahawks because here at ESPN Missoula, we are the official affiliates of the Seahawks. Every Sunday, you can catch the uh, the insider for Seattle Seahawks broadcast. and It's fun listening to those guys. Great Sunday content for us here on 129 ESPN Missoula. Good eight or nine hours every Sunday breaking down the Seahawks. And I, I guess on Mondays sometimes as well. But I got I to gotta say this. On one hand, I still see the flaws in the Seahawks. I think that their uh, pass defense Leaving something to be desired would be a soft way of saying it. They've been not not good at all against the pass so far this year. Coming into this year, I thought Seattle had no chance to be anything but a wild card team and maybe a one-and-done in the playoffs because of their lack of pass rush. But they did take care of that. They used Jamal Adams in some pretty innovative ways. He set the uh, NFL record for sacks by a defensive back this season. They signed Snacks Harrison. He's been, he's on the way out there already, but they tried to show up the interior of that defensive line. They signed Carlos Dunlap. That made a huge difference. And they upped their sack production tremendously here the last six or eight weeks of the season. Offensively, nowhere close to the hot streak that they started the year on. Russ was cooking those first six weeks. Their offense has come back to earth, but they did have a pair of 1,000-yard receivers and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, both those guys over a thousand yards and ten touchdowns each. And so here they are, all things considered, leaving something to be desired on the offensive line, on the defensive front, in the defensive secondary. Yet they're still twelve and four. They're still the NFC West champions, and they're still the number three seed in the playoffs. Your broad take on the Seattle Seahawks? I tell you what, I I don't want to come off as a hater with the Seahawks. I just refuse to believe that they're a Super Bowl contender, right? right? So right. again, it comes back down to a lot of things we talked about. Even back to the top of the hour, top of the show with Grizzly basketball. What are their expectations, right? Because realistically, on the surface, yeah, they're probably the third or fourth best team in the NFC. It surprised me as well that they won this division, but. You know me, I'm a numbers guy. Break down the wins. How many teams did they beat with a winning record? Tell me. Two. Two wins. Because the NFC West did have the fortunate crossover with the NFC East this year. Correct. And that's why the Arizona Cardinals, more than maybe any team in the NFC or even the NFL, has to be kicking themselves because they had they had this thing in position after they beat the Seahawks on that primetime game and then they were playing with house money and they beat the Bills on the Hail Mary and then they just melted down after that. I- 
the Cardinals are going to be the team you look at. I mean, you lose five out of seven on the way out the door. How, how does that even happen? I, I, th- I mean, part of it, I think, is just the head coach. I think that his Cliff Kingsbury system is so innovative for the league and teams still haven't adjusted to it. But on the other hand, the system doesn't cater to the other side of the football. It doesn't cater to the other side of the football, and it only works when you have a healthy quarterback. Because exactly. with Kyler Murray, I mean, he was a shell of himself the last couple of weeks. That's why you, you score 19 total points against your two rivals in your division when you need to win one of those games to make the playoffs. Going back to Seattle, I, again, they're a team you, you don't really want to play, but consistently to win. Can they go on a four-game run here? How many people think they can go on a four-game run to go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl? So, so I, I have a question for you. I'm okay. going fr- to frame the answer to this in the form <laughs> of a question. Okay. Pete Carroll, since he took over in Seattle in 2010, has led the Seahawks to five NFC West titles. They've made the playoffs every single season with the exception of 2011 and 2017. So they've been in the playoffs every single year. They do have the Super Bowl championship in 2013, and then the Super Bowl loss to the Patriots the following year. But since then, it's been losing in either the divisional round when they've gotten a bye or the wild card game when they haven't gotten a bye every single season since that Super Bowl year. So you're sitting here, and since the, the loss to the Patriots in the Super Bowl, you got 10 and 6, 10 and 6, 10 and 6, 11 and 5, and then 12 and 4 this year with your first division title since 2016. But you've been pretty much one and done. And I guess you won a playoff game in 15 and 16, went one and done in, in 18, and won a game last year and then lost in Green Bay in the divisional round a year ago. So basically you're getting to the same spot. You're getting to the final four of the NFC every year. On the one hand, the consistency deserves a lot of credit. On the other hand, I think Seattle has done a, a better job, and this is my question for you, they've done a better job of making sure they have – the highest floor of any team in the league, but I think it also puts a cap on their ceiling. So would you rather be a franchise that consistently makes the playoffs but consistently loses in the exact same round of the playoffs and never actually has a chance to win the Super Bowl or a team that goes on these volatile runs but then has chances to get to the the, the 49ers, for example. The 49ers have had three different iterations of themselves in the last 10 years, remade themselves completely after Harbaugh, but then they have to break it all down. But then they're back up. I mean, what's better? It depends. Are you? I mean, what's your philosophy with everything? Are you going for it all? To me, I'd rather have the ups and the downs to have a chance to win it all. Because to me, this is all nice and it's really great for, you know, if you're a fan for your stress level and you get to talk some smack every Monday because your team wins double-digit games sure. at the end of the year. But if you can never really win it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that route. I, I would want the team that has a chance to go or, or be in the conversation of the four to five teams that me and you think right. can go to the Super Bowl. Seattle's not in that category for me right now. So I don't know if mine's the popular approach or not. But I'd rather take the squad that goes up and down, that continues to re-evolve right. themselves, that goes for it and takes a chance that could go to the Super Bowl every two. Three I mean, like, like history tells us that right now, like the Buffalo Bills, this is their window. Or like the, the Los Angeles Rams, they're they're kind of reaching the end of their window. Whereas Seattle's window is so wide and broad, but do, do they actually have a chance to punch through the glass ceiling? I think that's why people that watch the NFL have skepticism on them actually winning the Super Bowl. How about not even the Super Bowl? What about this week? No question. I mean, you're playing a division team. Playing a division team that has your number, too. I mean, this last win over the Rams was Pete Carroll's first against Sean McVay in five matchups. And that's with... 
a little bit of an asterisk because Goff got hurt and they were kind of scrambling mid-game to try and adjust on the fly here. We all know divisional matchups in the NFL are weird. And it comes Mm -hmm. down to coaching matchups, knowing your personnel. As comfortable as Russ might be, when you see 99 on the other side coming up here, what is it, Saturday afternoon that they play? Watch out. I, I don't... I would say upset alert. This might be the upset of the week, I think, that Rams could beat the Seahawks. I hope for the station's sake that maybe the Seahawks can keep it going <laughs> a little bit. But I don't know. A divisional game, I just, I don't know. If you ask Seahawks fans, how confident are they? We all know Seahawks fans are very passionate in their own right. Yeah, no no question. By the way, later on this week, 12 for the 12s coming back in action. We haven't had them in a couple weeks, but 12 for the 12s presented by Dobie's Teriyaki, Missoula, Mike. Dugar from The Athletic will join us to break down this Seahawks game, and he's got a better beat on it than anybody. I'll pose that question right back at you, though. Would you rather have the consistent team that wins 10, 11 games a year than only goes to the Final Four, or would you rather have the ups and the downs but have a chance to go to them and win the Super Bowl? Well, I think it, it comes down to what's the potential of your franchise. If if I'm talking about if I could replicate the success the Seahawks have had over the last 10 years for the Vikings, I would take that all day because I don't think the Vikings' ceiling has ever been to win the Super Bowl. Last time the Vikings' ceiling was to actually win the Super Bowl was when Bud Grant was the coach okay. in the 70s. Don't remind me of Gary okay, Anderson. That was, that, that was the day that I decided uh, maybe journalism is great because <laughs> I can become an unbiased and unemotionally attached uh. follower of sports. But, uh, no, I, but I think if you are a team that Here's what it comes down to, is who do you have in place? And what's the most important part of winning Super Bowls in the NFL? Continuity from the top down, particularly between your head coach and your quarterback. And the Seahawks have had, they already had the the foundation of Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson for a decade now. So if that's what you already have in place, then I think that you have to do something drastic to try to win now. The Seahawks won early in Russell Wilson's career because he's making league minimum as a fourth-round draft pick, and they were able to pay the defense all the money they wanted. As soon as Russ started making $100 million plus, you've seen the defense really slip. Credit to Russ for getting them to the point where they are still a quote-unquote contender, but are they a real contender? I think when you have the, the dudes in place, the coach and the quarterback specifically, like Kansas City has right now with Andy Reid, you got to just let it ride, and you got to do everything you can to win. And I think the Seahawks, they're still just missing that that one piece to get over the top. And so I don't. I, I just think that, again, they deserve so much credit for the consistency over the last decade. But I just think it's sort of boring that the Seahawks, have, you know exactly what you're getting. They're going to – Pete Carroll, this is the one thing that – Pete Carroll deserves all the credit in the world because of the system that he runs. The Seahawks hardly ever blow anybody out. They also, I can't remember the last time they got blown out. They don't ever get blown out. They're playing one-score games every weekend for a decade. And more often than not, they win them. Pete Carroll deserves a lot of credit for that. But does it limit your overall uh, ceiling? I don't know. We'll see. Nuanas now, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, in studio. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take one last break, and then we're going to preview these matchups. And I also, I got a I got a little correction as well. We were talking about back-to-back Super Bowl winners, and I rattled off all the teams that have won back-to-back winners. You didn't even correct me. You should have known this. Well, the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos, 97-98. I, I you know, I just, I, I don't like correcting Greg Sunberg on the air and Grizz <laughs> football broadcast. I didn't want to do it to you. I, uh, uh, I should have, but. Well, let's just talk radio, Corcoran. That's true. You don't have to have any class around here. You just yell at me. It's all Tutel ever did. Hey, NFC, NFL, playoff matchups right after this. 
Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. For those counting, Dave Matthews, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Billy Squire, Mace, and Dr. Dre. Welcome to the inside of my brain. It's Nuanez now, <laughs> 1029 ESPN Missoula. Stay wide, SWX Montana Television. If you wonder what happened to my thumb, it's because I was cutting a bagel and I sliced it uh, really bad. And you got to have a better story. It's than not that. nearly as. This is just a uh, apparatus. It's not as bad as this looks. This looks like I smashed it with a hammer or something, which. When I watch Kirk Cousins play quarterback, I oftentimes want to do. <laughs> Riley Corker, voice of the Grizz, joining me in studio today and tomorrow as well. Missing anything from the first, oh, I don't know, hour and 48 minutes of this wonderful show. You can go check it out at the on the podcast. Available on your podcast app, your Apple iTunes, your Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, or 1029ESPN.com. Just click on the podcast tab. Podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Later on this week, Sean Rady, SWX Montana Television, going to join uh, me on Wednesday. He's got all sorts of stuff to talk about, NFL, NBA. Uh, we're going to talk the coaching carousel in the league and all sorts of other things. Uh, Thursday, we'll see. It's going to be a surprise, but we're going to have a lot of Big Sky Conference basketball to analyze and preview. And then on Friday, Kyle Sample, former Skyline Sports and Missoulian reporter, stopping by the show. We're going to do big NBA blowout and uh, probably getting some pretty big arguments because, you know, he is my best friend, and that's all we do is sit around and argue. And that's why talk radio is a great thing. If you missed the memo, Ryan Tutel, he's gone. Don't worry, we're going to stop telling you that here pretty soon. I just know we've been off the air for two weeks, and some people are maybe tuning in saying, where's Tutel? Well, Tutel's not here, but that's okay. Nuana's now marches forward four to six every single day right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide. SWX Montana Television, we're talking some NFL. So, Riley, let's get into these matchups. The Chiefs and the Packers got buys, well-deserved, well-earned. I still think that even though there's a lot of hype right now behind the Bills and maybe even the Titans and the Ravens and even maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers, I still think that the Chiefs are the favorites coming out of the AFC. And on the NFC side, I think the Packers are the overwhelming favorite. And I know that a lot of people would say, well, as a Vikings fan, how could that make you happy? But I have to say it makes me so happy because I love I, I love the character that Aaron Rodgers is. I Anybody listening to the show consistently, I ripped him to shreds last year for what I thought was deplorable verbal and nonverbal leadership. I thought his um, – 
body language on the sidelines was just terrible. I thought he was crying and, and whining and not getting anything right, and he wasn't galvanizing his team at all. Well, all he had to do was go draft a kid out of Utah State to just make sure that Aaron Rodgers was just nice and pissed off, and now here he is. He's the MVP, right? It's not even close to me. I think he's won it the last couple of weeks. He's been so consistent game in and game out. And it's funny because would you say that the pick on Jordan Love was worth it to piss Absolutely. off Aaron Rodgers? Are you kidding me? If this gets Rodgers oh. second, his second ring, it's the greatest draft pick of the last 20 years, I think. What are you thinking if you're Jordan Love right now? Oh, man. Just stay out of Aaron's way. Make I, sure you get that ring and uh, just make sure you get invited to his after party. It's a no doubt MVP. I would say Mahomes and Henry deserve a nice silver and bronze medal. Josh but, Allen. Yeah, Josh probably Allen probably in there too. But yep. Rodgers, it, it's, a, it's a landslide to me. Well, here's your playoff slate for the weekend. There is three Saturday games. First and foremost, right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula, you have the Seattle Seahawks game. The uh, kick is scheduled for 240, but we'll be getting into the pregame right around noon here on 1029 ESPN. In Missoula. That game will be on Fox Television. So 240 for the Rams and Seahawks game. The Rams have had the Seahawks number. They did lose the last time out, but I think Sean McVay had a five-game winning streak over Pete Carroll going into that matchup. What's sure to be a pretty darn good game, because I think the Colts are pretty darn good, is the Colts at the Buffalo Bills. That's your first game Saturday at 11.05 a.m. And then the nightcap for Saturday's action, Tampa, Tampa Bay, at the Washington football team, 6-15, the kickoff scheduled there. The Bucks are the five seed. They got the best draw in the NFC for the first round, right? They are, oh, without a question. You get to go play a Washington team. That, did you watch that hapless performance, by the way, on Sunday night? I, I was putting it on Twitter. Wow. Someone please explain to me what's happening. I, the Eagles straight through the game, right? They threw the game. They threw. They went for it when it made no sense to go for it on fourth and goal. I, down by three with plenty of time to go from like the eight-yard line. Like jumped off sides? Yep. Potentially on purpose? Maybe on purpose. Jalen Hurts is in. And you got Nate Sudfeld. I mean. I don't even know who that is. I'll admit I didn't know who it was either. I think maybe watched him play Maction or something a couple years <laughs> ago. Besides, I, they threw the game. They threw the game. And it was amazing to watch just the broadcast of. Michaels and Collinsworth going, is this really happening right now? It, it was amazing to see, and I think there's going to be more aftermath from that. Giants, well, Eagles, like what? I, I haven't been able to watch the video, but I do know I got sent a Twitter video of Joe Judge with the caption of ripping the Eagles oh, to shreds. So this will be juicy. Your Sunday slate, Baltimore at Tennessee. Game of the week. Slugfest, going to be a bloodbath. The not game of the week, the Chicago Bears versus the New Orleans Saints. That one kicks off at 2.40, 11 a.m., by the way, for the Baltimore-Tennessee game. And then the nightcap, a rematch, the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think we both agree, New Orleans, chalk it up. Where are you at with the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game, though? I want to pick Cleveland, but Pittsburgh at home, I think. Big Ben resting up, didn't make the trip to Cleveland. The yep. Browns, I mean, you could see, for lack of a better term, they were puckered up pretty bad the yeah, last couple of weeks. And I think that they've made it, and it's more of a benchmark. And I would kind of just put it down the line of they've already been successful. Same with Washington, making the playoffs. Some teams making the playoffs is the goal, and some teams advancing in the playoffs is the goal. I think Washington and Cleveland are just satisfied. They they made it. I'm not as confident, but give me the Steelers in a squeaker. Okay. Baltimore, Tennessee, is it is going to be a good one, man. I'm telling you right now, do not believe the narrative that Lamar Jackson has fallen off the map. Lamar Jackson is the same player he was a year ago. He maybe didn't make the strides throwing the football that people wanted him to make. 
The Ravens still run the ball better than anybody in the league, including the Titans. They don't have that bell cow that's a 2,000-yard running back like Derrick Henry, but they are far and away the most prolific rushing team in the league. 195 yards a game, almost 25 yards more per game than the Tennessee Titans, and the Ravens almost back to full strength defensively. All three levels, they have elite players on that defense, so I do think that's going to be a pretty darn good slugfest, too. We'll get you some more picks as the the week progresses, but Riley Corkin, Voice of the Grizz, is going to be back with me tomorrow. I'm going to come up with some esoteric Big Sky football conversation to have because, you know, it's Montana. We're going to talk about football year-round, even if we don't think the spring season is going to happen. Or maybe we do. I don't know. We'll give you more insight into that tomorrow. Also have some women's basketball updates from around the Big Sky Conference. Some more NFL. We're going to talk about Riley's Broncos and John Elway stepping down. A couple of the coaching openings in the NFL. Maybe a little bit more NFL MVP talk. And who knows? Maybe we'll get into some baseball I can do whatever I want now. It's Nuana's now. It's my own show, so we'll uh, we'll keep on rolling. But Riley will be here tomorrow and later on this week. Stay tuned. SWX Montana's Sean Rainey joining me on Wednesday, and uh, Kyle Sample, former esteemed colleague, and I guess now future esteemed colleague as well. Going to sit in the chair on Friday. Also have some special guests coming up. Buddy, it was fun. Good start to the new year. Thanks for great. coming by. Absolutely, man. this will be the first of many, and uh, we'll get this thing rolling. I'll start yelling at you more. Uh, see. Riley's so good at towing the company line, keeping everything between the ditches, but don't worry. We're going to have some knockdown dragouts. It's only the first show of 2021, but not the last. we got we'll plenty the, of more. We'll hit the rumble strips. That's right. Okay. we got plenty more coming right at you. So we'll be back, I don't know, about 24 hours from now. Hey, add this one to the list. 1901 by Phoenix. Great track. Nuana is now. 129 ESPN Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. And anywhere you want, 1029ESPN.com. Have a great evening. Back at you tomorrow. Nuanas now. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.